a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. President Biden will speak tomorrow with Chinese President Xi to discuss ongoing economic competition between the two countries. And, of course, a topic that will certainly come up is Russia's war with Ukraine. And this is one of those where so often we... Uh, think we're going in for one kind of conversation and you end up having another. I think it's always one of the great challenges of any presidency, any administration. You want to focus on the domestic and the economic, but you're always being pulled into a lot of world conversations. Uh, and so we have to get the right perspective in terms of, of that, what these two leaders will likely talk about tomorrow. To help us do that, we've got M. Wynn, of course, from ABC News. She's a reporter based in Washington, D.C. M. thanks for joining us today. Hey, good good to be here with you, Boyd. So as uh, you look at the conversation tomorrow, this is one of those love to be a fly on the wall or a bug in the phone uh, <laughs> conversations. Uh, what do you think the uh, the focus is going to be? Where do you think it will actually begin versus where do you think it's going to end up? I mean, it certainly can begin with what you said. It could be talks of the economy, talks of the ties between the two countries, establishing that, especially now in such a... Uh, such turmoil overseas. But of, of course, the center of this conversation will be on the conflict in Ukraine, because this conversation is a really big deal. One On one hand, it's the very first time that Biden and Xi Jinping will be meeting since the, will be speaking actually since the beginning of this invasion. And it's already the second time in just one week that the U.S. and China are meeting. Of course, you know that the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met face to face for seven hours with his Chinese counterpart. And throughout that time and, and what we've seen afterwards, we understand that Sullivan was upping the warnings to China over recent concerns that China could be uh, thinking about or considering assisting Moscow with military equipment and other aid. And so, you know, if we're reading between the lines, it's possible that something concerning came up in the talks between Sullivan and China um, initially. And now we're going to be seeing more tension between the two leaders in this next conversation on Friday. And, you know, we understand that uh, from our U.S. intelligence that Russia has asked China for some more aid, but the U.S. is making it very clear publicly, and I'm sure in these conversations as well, that there's a warning that it's not in China's best interest to get involved and to help Russia. And we've heard from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who said there will be consequences. Um, but obviously, at this point, we don't know exactly what those consequences will be. But, I mean, obviously, nothing is off the table, such as trade and tariff uh, differences and changes in, into the near future if, if China were to get um, involved is not outside the realm of possibility. Um, but that's not just all at stake. Of course, if President Biden can't convince China to stay out of this conflict, that in and of itself could impact lives in Ukraine. Because if that aid is given to Russia, um, there's no telling how far they could go with it. I will mention one thing, though, Boyd, is that China has denied Russia reached out and is accusing the U.S. of spreading misinformation, saying they're just playing a part in the talks. 
uh, of peace. Oh, that's so fascinating. And uh, you mentioned that conversation yesterday with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and Senior Chinese Foreign Policy Advisor Yang. Uh, seven hours is a long time to talk to anybody. <laughs> uh, but and clearly it was uh, it has been described as intense or terse. Uh, from your sources uh, back there, Em, any any indication as to what might be that uh, flashpoint or that tipping point in terms of uh, having a seven-hour conversation? Well, the idea here, I believe, is this is also going on in the times in which Ukraine and Russia were having their diplomatic talks as well. And my understanding is that the seven-hour conversation between um, Sullivan and his Chinese counterpart is it wasn't really a conversation about progress or optimism. It was a lot more about a warning mm-hmm. because there are serious concerns in, in the Pentagon from our sources here at ABC News is that there are serious concerns about China getting involved in, in soon in this uh, conflict in Ukraine. A big part of it is the warning we understand. And now that we're seeing the two leaders of each nation talking tomorrow, that that's just going to be up yet again. And this is all happening in the fourth week. This is now starting the fourth week of this war. And the UN is holding an emergency meeting um, to go over humanitarian efforts because we're seeing thousands of people dying in Ukraine. And it's women, it's children, and, and it's, it's heartbreaking. And so um, this conversation is going to continue. And, you know, the bottom line is that if Ukrainian defense uh, military and civilians are willing to keep fighting and that there's no diplomatic solution, that this fight will continue and this aid will be needed. And these conversations are crucial. Yeah, and, and so interesting to, to look at it from the context of a United Nations meeting where you, you have Russia and China with uh, a clear voice there. And you've got the head of Russia who's being accused of, of war crimes, the Kremlin being accused of war crimes. And then if China is aiding there, uh, what does that do in terms of the United Nations, uh, both in terms of just credibility of that process and then more importantly to the, the point you alluded to, and what does that do in terms of uh, those that are suffering, especially the, the children, the, the old and uh, those that are most vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's truly heart heartbreaking to see the video coming out of families just being ripped apart, uh, essentially in Ukraine. But as a war criminal, this would mean that the people charged wouldn't be able to travel freely internationally. And remember, this is at a time in which today the Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said he personally agrees with what President Biden had said recently that. They believe that Putin is a war criminal. If you remember, uh, President Biden said that just yesterday, just uh, Wednesday, where this now signals one step closer to um, a conclusion in these ongoing investigations. But remember that ultimately they there is a formal process that yes. this is an ongoing investigation, you know. And so we're going to have to continue to watch exactly what that means. But this is extremely significant hearing it from President Biden as well as Secretary of State Blinken, because right now there's an ongoing thousand number, more than a thousand, probably about the last number I heard is about 1,700 criminal cases of Russian war crimes being investigated for bombings of schools, residential buildings, shootings of people, shellings of hotels and stadiums. And this really does raise the debate of how far the U.S. or NATO might 
go to hold Moscow accountable for its invasion because some pundits think if Putin faced charges or others in, in Russia faced charges, that they wouldn't be welcome to international travel or diplomacy. Mm. And so that would definitely change uh, the outlook on, in world politics and uh, and could, could uh, affect where Putin may resort for right. more drastic measures to get what he needs into the future. Wow. Great insight as always, M. Wynn from ABC News. Appreciate your perspective today. We'll be keeping our eye on that conversation, uh, which, of course, will take place tomorrow between President Biden and President Xi. Uh, there are thousands of uninsured people in the U.S. who need help paying for COVID-19 testing and treatments. But Eric Bain from Reason Magazine says the U.S. government doesn't have enough money. Between the waste, fraud, and abuse of those COVID relief funds, now what do we do? We're going to talk to Eric about that coming up next. Stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.